All right, hate to keep my next guest waiting. We apologize for that. The Global Threat Report, Global Threat Solutions. Again, the 100% military veteran-owned security investigations firm. Global headquarters are right here on Long Island in Suffolk County. Also offices in New York City, Miami, L.A., overseas in Germany, Frankfurt, Mumbai. And, of course, the uh, Global Threat Solutions CEO, the captain, uh, Ken Bombay. So over 21 years of law enforcement intelligence experience, serving as a military intelligence officer in the Middle East. Again, the company provides so much, so many services, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, check it out for peace of mind in uncertain times, globalthreatsolutions.com. The aforementioned captain, my apologies. Captain, for keeping you wait, waiting, welcome, my friend. Thanks, Trey. Thanks for having me on. I was listening in. It was interesting. Yeah, fascinating. This, uh, this Gilgo, I tell you, more twists and turns to come, uh, without question. Uh, and who knows what's to come in the Middle East right now. There's so much going on, Cap, since we spoke. President has returned uh, to the homeland. He'll give a speech uh, tonight to address the nation on uh, on what's going on. Already pledged about $100 million to that Gaza area. I have some thoughts on that. Uh, some activity, not necessarily in the southern portion of Israel, the northern portion. That means Hezbollah. But uh, all in all, the ground incursion on hold. I understand you got the Prime Minister of England uh, that will be making an appearance in front of the uh, Prime Minister of Israel today out in the Jewish state, Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, so, uh, in essence, uh, the beat goes on. What do we know new today, sir? So, I guess uh, let's, let's review some developments since yesterday. First, we have the President's visit to Israel, which really... It didn't accomplish much other than to express his sympathy and commitment to the Israeli people, which is, he made pretty clear. Like you mentioned, he also claims to have also, uh, he worked to unblock aid to help the people in Gaza and pledged $100 million in humanitarian aid there, and stating that the Israelis did not in any way protest with that. I think the, um, the question is going to be how will they safely disperse those funds that can't be used for nefarious purposes. That's the challenge that we always see. It's the challenge with that $6 billion that was pledged to Iran is to make sure that money's really used for what it's meant for. Um, aside from that, Jay, you know, the argument can be made that the situation is worse than when he arrived. Um, it seems that countries throughout the region are not choosing to believe that it was actually an Islamic Jihad, a radical Islamic Jihad uh, uh, rocket that hit that hospital. So although we've seen pushback by U.S. intelligence, Israeli intelligence, with actual evidence, they're choosing not to believe that. And that has caused violence, or, or at least protests throughout the region with some violence. The embassy, Specifically, the embassy in Beirut is still at serious risk. Protests continue there, and the Lebanese security forces are trying to hold them back. Iran continues to threaten the U.S. and Israel and tell us, tells us that time has run out. And now we have Turkey who's had long-standing tensions with Israel since 2008, uh, sending warships to the region, and they put out an alert that they'll be doing live fire exercises over there. Um, and Israel holded, you know, Israel has told its people to leave Turkey because of it right now. So tensions continue to, uh, to grow in the region right now. And, uh, you know, I think every day we're going to see this evolve and have new stories to report on each morning pretty significant developments. Things are moving so quickly. And they are. And you know, the foreign minister of uh, Iran, when he put out that uh, statement, time's up, or uh, time is, uh, there's, there's no more time, basically what he was saying, uh, what, what was he 
meant to be that as far as uh, the outcome of a statement of that nature. Uh, I, I was would, it towards I, Israel? I would, I would, was it, uh, I mean, is it towards the United States or is it kind of a, uh, a, a both? Uh, you can interpret it that way. Yeah, I, I would say both. And I would say, you know, probably most realistically would see any action by Iran be in the form of Hezbollah acting from the north, coming from Lebanon. That's probably what we would see. Israel's already made it very clear that if Hezbollah uh, fires rockets or takes action against Israelis, they will strike them in southern Lebanon. And, you know, Jay, it raises the question, it's like, this is a country, you know, and what are their what is their government doing to control Hezbollah? I mean, how do you allow? Can you imagine in the U.S. there's some terrorist group that exists here and we allow them to fire rockets from the border? I mean, that's not a small thing. They're actually acting as a military arm, a paramilitary arm of that country. But I think Lebanon needs to be held responsible for that. Yeah, without question, the captain with us, the, the Global Threat Report. You know, Cap, um, the $100 million to humanitarian efforts in Gaza, which the president made a point of, he was in Frankfurt, the stopover back home. You know, he seemed to be very proud of the fact that uh, – you know, he has secured that $100 million. I just have a problem with it because, I mean, is it, uh, is it foolproof money that's going to a region which is controlled by this terrorist group who can get their hands on it? I mean, I mean who, what are we talking here? I mean, how do we know that will be secured? Absolutely 1,000% foolproof it goes to the people of Gaza. We know that Gaza is made up of the terrorists. They govern that region. So how in the hell do we know that that $100 million is safe from not getting in their hands? Yeah, so uh, the only way is to, to not give them funds in any way, but to give them supplies, medical supplies, yes. humanitarian supplies. Even then, when you're sending these supplies, they're going to use it for their Hamas fighters who are waging this war against Israel. But that's the best you could do. There could be no exchange of funds. And, Jay, this, this is a, a larger issue now. We're learning that how has Hamas, Hamas has gained tremendous wealth, and they have a lot of funds to use in this conflict. And we're learning about um, their, their use of cryptocurrency, shell companies, and, by the way, the, the assistance of countries like Qatar, who have been, who have been assisting them with this. And, by the way, uh, even hosting Hamas leaders there. And Qatar's been acting like, acting like this great neutral uh, player in the Middle East as of you know the last six months to a year. I think they need to be held responsible. You know, you're either with us or against us, and that's what has to be made clear. There's also reports that um, our funding to the UN, the meaning the United States funding to the United Nations for humanitarian efforts in Palestine. Since uh, President Biden's been president, that we've given $380 million. Where's that money going? Is it really going to humanitarian efforts? What does that mean? No. You know, or are, they giving, or are they giving them this money to use for humanitarian efforts, and they're really using it to buy rockets? Like, like we're learning now, they're actually using some North Korean weapons. There's evidence of that. So I think the, right now what has to happen is we have to have massive sanctions against Hamas, Iran. Iran and anyone that supports Hamas. And if it's Qatar has to be hit, then we hit Qatar. Whoever it is who supports them 
needs to have massive sanctions put, placed against them. Yeah, no, you're right. The captain with us, Global Threat Report. You know, the president can make a, make a pretty good statement tonight. You know, it's not just about the humanitarian and everything else. You're right. Making supplies, food, et cetera, et cetera. But he would also uh, make a very strong point across this planet by saying, you know what? Sanctions beyond belief now to Iran. That's it. You know, the $6 billion and everything else, we know about that lousy deal from eight years ago. But I am talking strict, strict sanctions regarding their oil and everything else. We know about the $50 billion in revenue and everything else. That's funding a lot of this stuff. We know with Hezbollah, and of course we know with Hamas. That's how you can make a statement. The president gets before this nation tonight and makes just that, except it will not happen. Yeah, you're, you're right, and I think that's exactly what needs to happen. You know, they have these countries, Hamas, Iran, and places like Qatar, anyone we could tie uh, to supporting Hamas and their efforts, where they have massive amounts of money flowing through the United States and through cities like New York and London. We, could, we should be freezing those funds and forcing these people to take a side here and to make sure they're very careful they're not allowing funds to flow into Hamas. We've seen that we are, we are so negligent when it comes to this. Right? Even in Ukraine, let's face it, I, I support Ukraine. We all support Ukraine. They were one of the most corrupt countries in the world when this conflict started. That hasn't changed. There's investigations into where that money is going over there. We need to be more careful about how we use our, our, our funds that we support for, we use for foreign aid because it can be turned around. We've seen it time and time again. It can be turned around and used against us. You know, if, if they're saying this $6 billion most recently under the Biden administration was frozen, uh, is frozen or, or they haven't accessed it, what about the last pallet of cash <laughs> they gave to Iran under the Obama administration? Where's that money? Was that used for this? I mean, we have to be start being smart about the funds that we allow to flow to these countries. And the U.N., the money we give to them has to be scrutinized to, the, to make sure that we know exactly how that money is used in these countries that comes from the U.S. Captain Willis, Global Threat Report. Cap, the hostages, uh, you have, it was 199, now they're saying 203. Uh, the numbers keep changing. I would imagine that's going to get higher. Mer- America's involved there. We think 13, as many as 15. Who knows? But in essence, the beat goes on and everything else. Still, you have a ground incursion on hold. As mentioned, won't happen today. I think with the Prime Minister of the UK, it'll be present there. Um, do you think at all... Joe Biden put in Netanyahu's ear to hold off as far as this ground situation is concerned. Hold off a little bit. Uh, any notion as far as that might that might have occurred? There was something, a comment that I read he, he had said to Benjamin Netanyahu, saying basically that we totally understand um, – you know, the atrocities that took place and what needs to be done. And, but he kind of warned them about just don't go beyond, you know, the um, justice that you're seeking for these people, you know, because of the atrocities that were committed. Something along these lines, I'm paraphrasing. But he said something, you know, I think, Jay, in the back rooms, the ones that aren't in the press conferences, that's where they're pushing. That's where they're pushing for them to use restraint. That's where they're pushing for a possible ceasefire. They're not... They're not publicizing that part of it right now. But those, those discussions are happening. 
in back rooms right now. And I, I don't think Israel in any way is going to entertain that. I think their bigger problem, Jay, is what's their end game and their strategy. This is going to be a very brutal fight when they move into Gaza. And by the way, what is the end game? Is Are they going to be an occupying force? Um, who's going to control the border? What's the security situation going to be like in Gaza when they're done with this operation? You know, Colin Powell was, was really big in, like, if you don't know what your exact end game is when you move into a country for a conflict, don't go. And I think that that's what Israel needs to do right now. I am fully behind them going in there and rooting out and destroying Hamas. But just understand, don't be short-sighted. Look at everything that's going to evolve. There will be an insurgency. It will be prolonged. What is your, what is your plan? Are you going to be there for 20 years? Um, they need to be answering those questions right now, not six months from now. Chad, why did Egypt have a change of heart by uh, letting in, in through, uh, through their border? Uh, you know, a lot of the supplies, the aid and everything else. What changed, uh, what changed uh, the president's mind over in uh, Egypt, Essie, uh, as far as uh, letting, uh, letting uh, in those supplies? What was, what was the, uh, uh, the final thought there with that? Well, that, I think, is one of the accomplishments Joe Biden can, uh, President Biden can claim for this trip, is I think he pushed for that. He says that he was, that, and when he said the trip was a success, because everyone was asking, like, all right, <laughs> what was accomplished here? He said, well, I've unblocked humanitarian aid, and that's what he was referring to. So he had direct outreach, I'm assuming, through diplomatic channels or directly with their president. We have to be very careful with that, too, Jay. You know, um, when you open up, uh, a an avenue to bring in humanitarian aid and rescue efforts, you could also be opening up an avenue to bring in weapons and assistance for Hamas. have to be very careful about that. Um, it sounds good on paper, but remember, when you open those channels, um, they could be bringing in more than Band-Aids, you know, and you have to be, you have to watch that. These, the Hamas has supporters in the Middle East. We see it, uh, pretty much the whole region, so we have to be very uh, careful about that. Cap, are you surprised? I know I am uh, of the number of protests uh, that have uh, been placed around this country, not only on the uh, college campuses, but in and around our cities. I mean, just last night I saw footage out of Chicago. I saw it out of New York City, even that of Minnesota in St. Paul, of all places. It has a very large Somalian population. I get it. But it's unbelievable. You know, I'm starting to wonder, is this really the good old U.S. of A. after what I have seen over the last couple of days? I mean, my goodness. Has it shocked you as well or no? Yeah, it's disturbing, Jay. You know, and, and, and the bottom line is, like these players in the Middle East, they're choosing not to believe what the U.S. government is putting out and the Israeli government put out. And they didn't just put out and said, hey, by the way, this was uh, Islamic Jihad who did this with the rockets at the hospital. Um they put out. They put it out with evidence, Jay, and it, and they're not even entertaining it. They're not. That's why I think that this could have even been. There's a chance this whole that whole bombing of the hospital could have been sta- could have been planned. Remember, like I said yesterday, we're dealing with a terrorist group. We're not dealing with a legitimate entity, and we know they have tendencies to do this. They're trying to garner support around the region and the world, and if they can make Israel look like the bad guys at any cost, they will. So now their their plan is working because uh, however that happened, 
it, it seems the evidence shows it definitely was not Israel, but no one's choosing to believe that. And if you're not going to look at the facts, that's dangerous. And now we're seeing this through our whole country. You know how I feel. I mean, I, I can't I, I can't even believe we allow a Palestinian flag to fly in, in the capital. Well, that thanks to Tlaib. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're right. And, it, and the, I don't, the garbage, the garbage, Captain, sorry to interrupt you, the garbage that was spewing out of her mouth at some rally. You know, like, President Biden, what are you doing with your support to Israel? My goodness, you know, still claiming that that rocket was that from the Israeli forces that hit that hospital and killed hundreds, still claiming that when there is evidence out there that it was from that Islamic jihadist group. Yeah, I mean... To me, I don't want to see an Italian flag or a German flag or a Brazilian flag in the Capitol. There should only be one flag in the Capitol. I don't think that that is a, you know, an infringement on the First Amendment. I think that this is something that should be a rule. That is the one place or, or government facilities. The U.S. flag should be flying, and that's it. And I think we have people that if basically it's an infiltration, Jay, because they've come here, they've run for office, they're in our Congress, they have no allegiance to the United States whatsoever. Yep. No doubt. Uh, for peace of mind in uncertain times. I'm back. Check it out, Cat. We lost you for a second. Yep. You want to finish that thought, my friend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, as a soldier, we had to, you know, pledge allegiance to our country. We had to take an oath. And we have members of Congress who are openly anti-American. I don't know how else to say it. They're anti-American. And uh, it's disturbing. And it's a disturbing trend, I, I see, Jay. At the very least, uh, Tlaib uh, should be censured without question uh, for her actions. Just despicable. Uh, and she's fueling a lot of this nonsense, I'll tell you that much. Uh, the captain in the Global Threat Report, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that being sponsored uh, by Global Threat Solutions for peace of mind in uncertain times. Cappy, we thank you, uh, and I'm going to lean on you tomorrow if you don't mind. Yep, I'll be back, Jay. I look forward to it.